welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. Let me ask you a question. Are you feeling creative? Are you a creator? Are you that kind of person? Or are you feeling drained? Or you're saying, nope, not me. I'm not the creative type. I know some of us struggle with feeling or being creative or saying that we're a creator. But I want to tell you, this episode is going to give you some creative ideas and mental tools that are going to help you. Because I think my guest has an opinion about, about whether we are a creator or creatives, and uh, it's going to be a great discussion. But before we get into this episode, you know, I understand that there's a reason that some of us say we don't feel creative. And oftentimes it's because we don't have the margin in our life to sit and to put ourselves in that creative space, to think, to dream, to mind map, to brainstorm. We get overwhelmed, and honestly, yeah, that does stifle creativity um, if we don't have the mental space to do things. But one thing my coach taught me over the years is that in order to, to do uh, creative things, we have to have a creative way to approach it. And one of those things is scheduling time in my calendar, planning to do it, be planning to be creative. How do we do it? Well, that's something that... Uh, as a coach, I share with in KMC coaching program, and I want to help you find that margin so that you can be creative in your mission. And so if you need help, I'd encourage you to consider signing up for a spot in our coaching mentoring program, where we personalize your path to help you find that margin and creativity again. So head over to kmccoach.net and sign up for a 30-minute clarity call when we'll help you find that plan for you. So reach out, check out kmccoach.net. So my guest today is a friend and great creative thinker. We've just spent the last probably hour and a half off here. Should have recorded this. That would have been a great podcast in itself, um, all of our off-air conversation. But he loves to help people think creative and to get into their creative space. He did that to me today. Um, he had me going. So let me tell you, uh, strap in, guys. This is going to be a great conversation. Welcome back to the KMC, my friend Jason Tilly. Oh, thanks for having me, Tom. All right, brother. Um, we're already wound up. I hope we haven't used up all our creative mental juices. No, we haven't. <laughs> I know we haven't. Um, yeah. We could we could talk for another couple hours, but we both have busy days ahead of us. So, um, so you know the drill. We always start with our why question. So let me ask you why should every leader believe that they are creative and they have creativity? Well, that one's an easy one to answer. We're all made <laughs> in God's image and God is a creative God. I mean, just, if you don't, if you, if you ever doubt that, look what he did with the color blue or the color orange, mm. just look at an orangutan or a, or a tiger or different types of fish, or the ocean, flowers. He just, <laughs> keeps creating and that's the easy stuff that doesn't even talk about what he's done in each one of us yeah. made in his image to be creative and yeah. so 
I have no problem telling someone you're creative. Uh, in fact, some of my favorite arguments are with people who say, but I'm not. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you are. And no, normally they figure it out for themselves. I really I had an, I had a conversation with somebody like a couple months ago who was adamant, adamant. I'm not creative. I said, yes, you are. No, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm like, you made it. And so I, I kind of gave her my spiel. And she's no, absolutely not. And she continued to explain to me why she wasn't creative. And you were just hearing her creativity coming over and over and over. And finally, she got a point. She said, oh, I, I guess I guess I am creative. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't have to say anything else. I just, <laughs> I just sat there. <laughs> so my, the why is really easy. You are creative because God made you to be that way. There you go. And the creator of the universe and all the amazement gave you that same things in you because you were created in his image. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. I had fun with that uh, with one of the KMC coaching students. We were talking and I said, all right, you're a children's pastor. You probably have Play-Doh in your office, right? Grab it. <laughs> so so she grabbed the Play-Doh and I said, um, just take it out, make something, mm-hmm. whatever you want. And and I think I think she was thought she thought she was being snarky because she just balled it up into a ball and said, here. And I said, what is it? She said, it's a ball. I said, how do you know? She said, because I made it. I said, how, why did you decide to make it a ball? Well, it was the first thing that came to my mind. I said, that's creativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're creative. You made yeah. that. You had to yeah. think about it and your hands had to go to work on it. You could have chosen to make a square or a triangle. You could have made a snowman. You could have made um, a snake. <laughs> you know, that's what kids always do. They roll it out into it. And what is it? A snake. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're creative. Yes. But people say, oh, I'm not creative. I, I, I'm just not. So anyway. All right. Well, I thought that was, I think that's a great answer. And I think right there, if anybody is sitting there thinking, I'm not creative. Well, change your words right now. Um, rebuke that thought. Cause that is something the enemy is lying to you about. So cool. Well, you have, and we've been talking about this off here and, and now we're going to, let's dive into it uh, <laughs> with the recording so we can actually get this on, on uh, recording. Um, you have some phrases that leaders um, can can say to themselves, can use to stir up creativity. And I want you to share some of those kind of things. We we kind of titled um, this uh, podcast, Say the Magic Words, I Am Creative. Um, but it's more than just saying, yeah. I am creative. Um, so talk to us about that idea. What, what kind what do you mean by there are some things we can say to stir up creativity? So a lot of what I do, um, Tom, with, uh, churches and nonprofits is my goal is to help bring creativity out of people. And, uh, I do that through a, a process that's a workshop facilitation if you've ever done any design work or built an app or things that use a lot of sticky notes and Sharpies. And I don't know why the children's ministers aren't all over it because they would just love it. It's, yeah. it's a method. I use methodologies because that to me is really what makes you think you're not creative. You're either not equipped to use your creativity. You don't have the right tools, which if you're a carpenter and you don't have a sander and you don't have a hammer and you don't have a saw, you don't feel like a carpenter you can't do anything with your idea because you don't have the right tools 
Well, in creativity, tools have a lot to do with just the words we say and the things we believe. And so some of the phrases I use are not uncommon. They're phrases I've picked up over the years from a lot of really creative, thought-provoking people to um, help get the creativity out of you. So one of the phrases I use is a question called, what if? I say, what if? Right? And you just basically... It kind of frees the mind to explore possibilities. Mm-hmm. All right. The the trick to that is you want to like ask the question, what if, and let your mind wander and just play with where that goes. Don't don't assume that what you're thinking is gonna be the actual thing you're gonna do or the solution to your problem. You just want to open your mind up to what God can do through you and the creativity is within you. Mm-hmm. And I one of my one of the, one of my go-to stories on this, and it's is I was standing with our, uh, we were planning our next event. We were doing, I was in children's ministry and we were doing a, a BBS is what the most common term. And we were standing in our church and I said, what if this was a space station? And we just dreamed for a minute. I mean, we didn't have any kind of, kind of plan. We just said, okay, well, we would cover the windows and make it like a starscape and the architecture already kind of works for kind of a modern feel and i'd put i'd put some i'd maybe get some monitors maybe we'd have a little museum area maybe we'd have a rocket i don't, I don't know control center we, we just kind of played around with ideas well over the course of that we were able to actually accomplish this through volunteers and a bunch of different people bringing their creativity to this product but it all started with that question what if what if we did this and we just let our minds wander. So that was one way to go about it. Another thing, another question, another phrase that really helps is uh, what I say is how might we? Uh-huh. Might. might is a very powerful word. I learned that from a company called IDEO. Might has, it's hard to use might in a negative context, right? You can say, well, we can't. Can we? We can't. Would we? We wouldn't. Should we? We shouldn't. Mightn't is actually an English word, but it doesn't come out, it doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Plus, uh-huh. might, again, is non-committal. I think sometimes what shuts down our creativity is when we have an idea, we're afraid that we're going to have to commit to this idea. It, You don't. <laughs> you, you don't. They're not, you know, it's not like you birthed a child and now you have to raise the child and take care of the child and prepare the child for life. It's not a child, it's an idea. And right. so... You can use the idea, and there's a great set of children's books like called What to Do with an Idea. I highly recommend them. But uh, you can use it. You cannot use it. You don't have to do it. So might is simply that kind of a phrase. Like, how might we do this? Well, we might do this, and we might do that, or we might do this, and we might do it. And suddenly the ideas start flowing. Mm. Um, yeah, you really kind of opens up the brain there. The other one I love to say is, what would you do to anyone? Now, you're like, well, you mean I got to go ask somebody? Yes, of course you want to go ask somebody. Well, I'm talking about my creativity, right? How do I open up my creativity? Will you open up your creativity when you ask somebody else for theirs? And like all good things God put within us, our creativity was meant to be used in collaboration, to work together, all right? God never does something to drive people apart. Right. He only does That's things good. to bring people together to him. And so... Having that question, asking anyone, my favorite person to ask, favorite, is uh, it's a uh, um, it's called the ignorant genius. It's a uh, it's a phrase I picked up from a guy, a former <laughs> Disney exec called Duncan Wardle, and um, 
You ask somebody who has zero context about what you're doing. Nothing. You say, hey, and you just kind of tell them what you're doing. What do you think? Just get their response. Because sometimes they're going to think way off differently than you've been thinking this whole time. Yes. So, you know, that the door. That's very, very true. Um, yeah, I am so thankful. I, I had the experience. I, I can testify to this. This is true. It, it especially in, for us in the church, we often, again, we have insiders language. Um, and when it comes to like outreach stuff and we wonder, well, why aren't we attracting the community's attention? Well, oftentimes it's because we're using insider language in our, in our thinking and yep. in our advertisements and all that. And I'll never forget um, I was with my senior pastor who was a very creative person. Um, I think we, we got along so well because we were, we both had these kind of thoughts and, uh, but he, he, we were out one day for lunch and the waitress came over and he, he just out of the blue said, Hey, can I ask you a couple quick questions? And she's like, um, yeah, okay. And he's like, so if, if somebody were to approach you and invite you to an event and they, they invited you like this, what would you think? And he used our verbiage of what we had been talking about. We were going to use to advertise this big event. And she looked at him and went, but what is it? And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know what you're doing. What would you invite me to? And, and so then he starts to explain it and she's like, Oh, well, that's not what I thought was you were inviting me to. And he's mm. like, well, what did? Mm. And all of a sudden this conversation. And so then we were like, well, can we ask you a couple more things? And we threw a couple more phrases at her and said, if you, if we, if you saw this in a, in a thing, what would you, in an advertisement, what would you think? And she told us, and it was completely opposite of what we were thinking. Um, and we, all of a sudden it was like, wow, we need to go back yeah. to the whiteboard and reword a lot of what, um, in fact, we even asked her if she, if she would rewrite, you know, how would you phrase this? And we took the things that she said and we ended up using it um, because it was like, OK, if that attracts somebody like her, which she was in our target target demographic of who we were trying to reach for this event, then we definitely need to be careful. So I, I like that. Um, I, I think that's totally true. That is leaders, if we're going to be creative, we need to ask those kind of questions because it gives us insights that sometimes, and then going to somebody that we don't normally ask and talk to, um, stir our creativity way more. Um, mm -hmm. like I said, we came up with a lot better things because of that conversation than, than what we had before. So that's good. Um, yeah. so what other phrases, um, that you, besides what would you do? um would you use yeah. to continue to stir up creativity because i know you got so, some more i got two more and uh one has to do with the previous one so like what would you do and then the phrase yes and all right yes and it's an old improv technique when you do improv in theater <laughs> your your rule is whatever someone says yes and you keep the scene going anytime you say no or anytime you do something that's negative it shuts the improv down. The other actor has nowhere to go. So uh -huh. when you're talking to someone you're, and you're using some creative brainstorming and you're with another person, think yes and. Yes, what you said. And then we could do this. 
How can we up it? How can we take it to the next thing? What else could we add to it that could make it better? When you kind of have that mindset that whatever they're going to say, I'm going to agree with it and figure out where to go next. You're going to have a lot of creative ideas. It's going to open that creativity. It's going to open up your mind and it's going to remove some of those blockers. So that phrase really helps. And then the last one is one of those that any child knows. You've heard it. Uh, if you have children, you've heard it. Why? 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 Yes. Just why? There so there's usually so a line behind it. it. And you just go, why? Yeah. Why do we do that like that? Why does it have to be this way? Why do we have to make that decision? Why? I mean, if you're thinking about it, it's like, are we really bound by this? And if mm-hmm. so, What's the why? It's the same thing about you asking the why question at the beginning. Why <laughs> do I believe everybody's creative? If I don't and I just say it and you say why and I can't tell you, well, then I've kind of shot everything down, right? So yep. if you're going, why? Why does it have to be this way? Asking yourself, why do I have to feel this way? Why do I have to do things like I do them? And you will find out whether you actually can or do or don't, right? Right. You're like, oh. Oh, I have to do this way because why do I have to drive? Why do I have to stop at red lights? Because if I drive through red lights, I'll hit a person or a person <laughs> will hit me. Okay, that's a clear why. We understand that. But it's like, why? So I have to stop at red lights. I know why I have to do that. But there's so many things in our world, so many yeah. things in our existence. We accept as it has to be this way until we ask why. And we realize it's not there. It's just mm. not there. That is really good. All right. Those are those are some positive things that stir up creativity. And I, I think they're they're fantastic. So I, I, again, I think being able to to say, you know, what if, how might we, what would you do? Yes, and mm-hmm. and why, mm-hmm. those are great positive things that start really stirring up. But I've been in some conversations sometimes and in, in some some quote unquote, creative meetings where all of a sudden things get shut down. Like, like you just said, yeah. with the improv yeah. thing. Um, so what are some things that, that uh, kind of shut creativity down that we want to kind of get away from at times? Okay. So there's some good ones there. All right. And kind of the opposite of the one I just shared. Uh, no, because no, because, because if you're thinking no to whatever you're hearing, it's not mm. going to go any further, right? <laughs> yeah. And even if you have a reason, no, because we don't have the money. Well, here's the thing. Um, creativity, I, the way I kind of say it, it happens in phases, right? Uh-huh. So we're not all equally creative. Or not, I say equally. We're not all similarly creative, okay? Okay. Uh, my creativity and your creativity and my wife's creativity are all completely different. We're way we're wired. Right. Sure. Um, some people's creativity expresses itself logistically. Some people's creativity expresses itself like in a big dream space. Some people's creativity expresses itself when they put their hands on something. It all meant to work together. And so in order for it to work together well, we tend to do things in phases. So like you dream first. Okay, what if? Uh, wow. What do we, how do we wow them? How do we go big? How do we dream big? Now, then after we do that, there's a phase where you get to, well, okay, we have constraints. Like budget, we have constraints. Like um, 
We have constraints like uh, like time. We have constraints like manpower. These are things that we bring into the creative process later. And we say, okay, if we're doing that, we have these constraints and that actually makes creativity better. But that's a whole different podcast. So, <laughs> but if you have the two hitting at the same time, all right, when you have people who are creativity logistically minded and creativity dream minded, and they don't, you don't put some boundaries, some phase boundaries in there, then what's going to happen is you're going to hit that no because. You're going to be like, no, because. And then boom, everything shuts down. Mm -hmm. So don't use that phrase until it's the right time. Save it for a later phase. That's good. That's good. Another one is uh, it's not possible. That's not possible. It's impossible. Uh, well, Walt Disney said it's kind of fun to do the impossible. <laughs> and they told him, you can't do that. You can't build this park. You can't do these things. This is not possible. And he figured it out. You can't do a zoom shot in an animation. Well, he created a machine that did it. He invented the way to do that. And we, as human beings, have been figuring out how to do the impossible our entire existence. So... You can't just give up and say it's not possible. It's like it's going to eliminate that idea because what it's going to do is it's going to limit your creativity. Now, is your idea if it's not possible to do your idea? But the thing is, is that those ideas are a spark to get things started. No idea stays the same throughout the course of the entire journey. That's another myth. I think we get ourselves into that I have to have this idea, and that idea won't change. It will be exactly what it's supposed to be and work exactly the way I imagine it. And that oh, never yeah. happens. That never happens. Because there's always someone else involved. And if no one else is involved, God's involved. And God's going to mold the idea to what he's wanting, not there what you, you want. Yeah. So having the idea that, well, that's impossible. We can't do that. You can't maybe do that. But what you wind up doing is going to be so much better than what you think is not possible. So don't 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 let those words come out of your mouth. Say it's not possible. Say, I don't know how we would do it. Let's see, let's think about this. Let's think about this. Don't let people shut you down. Say, well, how are you gonna do this and this? I don't know yet. I'm just dreaming right now. And we'll see where we go from there. Um hmm. another one is uh that will never work. Really? <laughs> that will never work. I've had think people tell me that one. <laughs> yeah, that'll never work. You'll never fly. Men can never fly. That'll never work. <laughs> I mean, we'll never be able to ride in a vehicle with an internal combustion engine. That'll never work. <laughs> we'll never go to the moon. That'll never work. Right. I mean, look at all the things that happen. That'll never work. See, here's the thing is that you might be correct, but something will. That thing may not work, but something will. And mm. so what you want to do is it's important to attain the idea and see what develops rather than just eliminate it, because what you're eliminating is the seed, right? You're not eliminating the tree. You're not eliminating the flower. You're eliminating the seed, and therefore, by doing so, you're eliminating whatever that could become. But don't eliminate. Embrace it. Say, say, okay, well, what what if we did this? Another one I hear a lot, especially in ministry, I heard this one a lot. There's a couple that are coming up that's like, wow, these are, <laughs> these are the few. Like, if you're in ministry, I'd be surprised if you've been there and you've heard, you haven't heard this. Oh, yeah. Well, we tried that and it didn't work. Uh-huh. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We tried it once 
Uh, it didn't work, and therefore yeah. we're not going to do it. But okay, so that's a that's the whole thing about uh, a whole hang up about failure. People have people have an intense fear of failure. Yes, and very much. It's not getting better. That's the thing. That's why I think failure is part of our fear. Of failure is part of our sin nature. Okay, that's I really do believe that. I believe fear of failure is part of our sin nature. Makes because sense the thing about sin nature is if you look at it in the lens of the way it works things continually get worse in things sin continually grows right mm-hmm. continually twists it continually get worse um that's why i believe humanism and gene roddenberry's star trek is not like realistic because they're like oh man's going to evolve out of these things i'm like no <laughs> they won't <laughs> they will not and sin ensures we won't well fear of failure is the same way it's going to continue to twist and so every generation they get yeah. more and more afraid yes of failure and we see that in our kids we see that in the younger generations we see that in what's going on in school systems there's just this unbelievable yeah. fear of not even attempting things right right they might fail well failure is not final I mean, we've all failed. You failed. I failed. Yep. I failed a lot. I'm still breathing. <laughs> I still wake up every morning. God still has a purpose for me. I mean, that's the thing is that failure happens all the time. And Thomas Edison said, I don't know how many failures. I forget how many failures he had before he did the light bulb. And they said, you know, what did you discover? Because I discovered that many ways not to yeah. get the light bulb. Right? Yeah. It was a right? failure for him was a road to the idea that worked. Yes. And it's true. You can see tons of examples of that. So it may have been that your idea was good, but the timing wasn't right. There's tons of stories about that. I mean, a lot of the things we use in our iPhones today was part of a company in the 90s called General (laughs) Magic that you probably never heard of. They had all those ideas in a device and everybody said, well, who wants to get email? on a device in my hand i'd get it from my computer it was too early they didn't know right no and so they were they were ahead of their time so maybe the idea wasn't going to work but it still might be worth exploring all right the thing about that is when someone says to you well we tried that it didn't work take a minute to figure out why again going back to that why question it didn't work well why didn't it work nobody came why did nobody come well Nobody came because, well, why was that? And you keep going with the whys until you get down to the root problem. And then you look at the root problem and say, oh, well, maybe, is that still true? Like, is that still true today? Would you say that today? Because I know people who said, no way I'll use an email. I'll use put, look at email on my phone in the 90s <laughs> would say that today. Right. They would, they'd say, oh, yeah, all the time. Too much even. Right. It's like. Yeah, it's like I would never look check the weather on my phone. I get the news, I get yeah. the paper, I watch the news on TV. There's no way I would do that. Would they say that today? No, of course not. They would say, Yes, yeah. of course, it's why I use my device. For. So, look at why it didn't work and say, well, Maybe this is a new time. Maybe we should try it again. All right, don't let that idea kill your creativity. Mm. Then, here's my favorite. Uh, this is one I uh, often would challenge with my staff when I would hear it. That's the way we've always done it. Ugh. 
That's the way we've always done it. Oh, I hate that one. All right. That's a, what I call a set it and forget it phrase. We just do it. We don't put any creativity into it. We have no vision. Yep. And it just sucks the creative thinking right out of the room. Well, we, that's the way we've always done it. Yep. So we have to do it that way. And uh, it used to be uh, when I would hear that with my staff, I would ask them like, hey, why is that the way we've always done it? And if they couldn't give me a really good creative, a really good visionary kind of answer, like a, an answer with vision, like that there's a why behind it, yeah. I would encourage them or challenge them to find the why or we need to change what we're doing. Yep. Because it's not, it's doing something without vision is not worth doing, right? Oh, absolutely. In the if you have absolutely. no why behind what you're doing, then you don't need to be doing it at all. So find the why or change it to something that's, that has more purpose. Yeah. All right. And then that is, that is yeah. really good because I mean, honestly, you know, uh, we've, we, we, we were having a building issue, uh, a space issue. Mm. And, and I asked the question, why, why are our rooms set up the way they are? Because I started looking at it thinking, okay, well, why, why do these age groups have the, these rooms when right now, currently they don't need that much room, but yet they're occupying some of the largest space we have. And, and I'm like, why, why, why do they do that? Why are we staying in there? Why can't we move um, this group and this group and swap room. Well, we've always had them in that room and we've always done it that way. And, you know, man, I tell you that, that question at, I'm glad I didn't let it stifle the creativity because all of a sudden I'm like, okay, for yeah. me, I'm one of those people that when you say stuff like that, that's a challenge. Um, I'm going to try to come up with a, a reason and I'm going to show you why that's not a good way to do it anymore. Um, and why we shouldn't, do it that way any longer um we're going to give ourselves permission to create a new model and a new way of thinking and we're going to move these classrooms around and all of a sudden it alleviated all the space issues just by changing a couple room signs um and it was a simple fix yet nobody had thought of that because we've always had those rooms as those rooms um and people took ownership of it okay and, yeah. yeah yeah to your point uh, I know a church, a large church, like a, a I'd say five to ten thousand member church, um, that was uh, shutting down the enrollment for their summer event. That's like a VBS, and they're like turning kids away. Like wow. no one ever wants to turn kids away. Like, yeah, I'm turning kids away, and I kept thinking, man, they must be so many kids, and so. They got a new children's pastor who I was friends with, and we were talking about it one day. And he said, "They're Jason, they're doing it wrong." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, I came in there, and I'm like, you're running this event like a 200 member church. Everybody was assigned to a room. They never left the room. They didn't <laughs> think about rotations. They didn't think about the, wow. these, these rooms had tons of space, but they're like, but they were running the event like it was a much smaller church." And that's why they were capping the attendance. He oh, says, my. So I said, and he said, why do we do it? He goes, well, this is the way we've always done it. <laughs> and so he got in there, activated the creativity of the group, put in some things, made some changes. And all of a sudden, the attendance is skyrocketing. And they're not turning kids away. 
because they're making better use of their space because they broke that mindset of that. Mm. All right. That's, that's so good. But I still think there's going to be somebody out there listening and they're still struggling with this thing of uh, the self doubt phrase of I'm, I'm just not that creative. Maybe they'll put that way. Instead of saying I'm not creative, they'll say I'm just not that creative. So they they're they're quantifying it in some ways. What would you say to them? What what ideas or tools can they use? I mean, these questions obviously are part of that to create to prime that pump and to show themselves that that they have that God given creativity. Yeah, that's a great question. All right, so I'd say a couple things. One is. Uh, to remind yourself, if you've ever propped a table up with a sugar packet, you're creative. You <laughs> took something, you used it in a way that it was not intended to be used to solve a problem that no one would think to use it for. That's That takes creativity. Much like your Play-Doh example, which is brilliant. Yeah. I made a ball. I made a decision to make something with my hands and then look at what this is with the result. I did an act of creation. Um, if you want to know how you can get more creative, if you're saying I'm not that, just not that creative, uh, I say to you, what's the difference between uh, a bodybuilder and a and someone who never lifts a weight? It's reps. Yeah, it's reps. People uh, used to tell me like, "You're super creative. You're super creative," but I'm just not as creative as you. I was like, I've just had more opportunities. I had a, a background in theater, uh, and after theater, I was in children's ministry. And after children's ministry, I was in digital design. And so all those are areas where you have problems that you have to solve. Mm-hmm. Right? Just theater alone, you have to solve like who's going to play the role? What is it? How are we going to make the lights? How are we going to design the set? How are we going to, what is it? This won't work. That won't, this breaks, that fries. This person doesn't show up. And suddenly you're constantly problem solving to do a creative endeavor. Well, that just gives you tons and tons of reps, right? Lots mm-hmm. and lots of opportunities. Um, so, I want to give you a quick exercise. And this is an exercise. Um, I, I adapted it from a, a great book, which is a completely different topic called Know What You're For by Jeff Henderson. Um, absolutely recommend that book. Anybody in ministry should read that book. Yeah. Um, totally, totally want to plug it. I get nothing from plugging that man's <laughs> book, but, <laughs> but I'm thrilled to do it because it's really, really good. Um, but this exercise is really simple. Basically, take an idea you're kind of working on. And then we're going back to kind of the constraints concept I told you a minute ago. So you take an idea, take a piece of paper and a pencil or pen. Right at the top of that paper, an idea, the thing you're working on. Problem you're trying to solve, idea you're trying to think of. Set a timer on your phone for 10 minutes. All right? Just 10 minutes. And I want you to write down, no matter how ludicrous it sounds, no matter how expensive it sounds, no matter how many people it would take, I don't care. If you're thinking of something that equals the Beijing opening act, opening ceremonies <laughs> of the Olympics, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Write it down. Write yeah. down every idea that comes to mind. No matter how stupid, no matter, do not edit. Do not edit. Just write. And write with your hand. Don't type it in it. Don't type it. Yeah. Write it with your hand. There's a hand... Thing. There's something about using your hand to write yep. down an idea yep. that sparks that creativity. And there's some neuroscience behind it. But write that down. Everything. Write, 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 write until that timer stops. And if you get it, if you run dry, 
keep writing. I don't care what it is. Like write down, invite Scooby Doo. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just keep writing because it's gonna spark some stuff. All right. Ask yep. yourself those questions. What if? How might we? Ask yourself like why. Ask yourself. Ask yourself those phrases that are saying that you know like what would it? Who do I need? What would you do? Yes, we could do this. All right. Just write it down. After ten minutes, stop. Timer goes off, and you reset that timer. For 10 more minutes. Now, here's what you're going to do in that next 10 minutes. Look at all your ideas and look for combinations. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. If I did this and this, that would be great. Or if I did this, 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 and this, what would happen? And play around with the potential combinations and then write down anything that comes to mind. Add this to this or draw lines, you know, circle it and draw lines. Do something to show that you're making the connections between the ideas. Okay. And when you do that, at the end of 10 minutes, you're going to see that you've had some creative thought. Now, <laughs> do you do any of it? That that's, that's another phase. That's a different step. But right now, we're just opening up that creativity. Yeah. And we're putting it in play. And you will generate some things. And you'll have something that you show up. And you're like, man, I'd like to try that. Let's see if we can pursue it. That's really good. That's really good. Well, man, um, <laughs> I was even writing down some ideas while you were talking. I, all of a sudden, I just got some thoughts about things I could be doing on, on a certain project. And I was like, ooh, I got to write this down, even while I was talking to you. Um, this has been so good. Um, is there any practical tools, books, uh, anything that you would recommend to help somebody to just kind of continue to, to stir creativity? So there's some sparking spark books. I call them spark books, ideas that'll uh, kind of get you going. There's one called Caffeine for the Creative Mind. Uh, uh, the Imagineers put out a book a while back called like uh, the Imagineering Workshop or the Imagineering Playbook. Um, there's those are a couple that I like. There's a for um, that's more for like personal get that idea that exercise that came out of the four book. Uh, but those are the ones that I, okay. I tend to recommend for just, cool. just to spark ideas. Those are just ideas. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's say somebody wants to connect with you and they're like, man, Jason, I'd like to have you help me with a workshop or, or help me and my team. Um, how could they connect up with you and, and, uh, they and, can, and do something? so they can, I have an email account, Jason at ministry accelerator.org. And you can contact me directly. Uh, there's a blog on Medium from called Ministry Accelerator, and uh, I'm on LinkedIn. So those are my those are my go-to kind of places. All right, we'll put those in the show notes as a link too, so that you can find them. Um, but hey, you are creative. Say the magic words with That's me. Right. I am creative. Yeah, I'm creative. <laughs> because God is creative. I am creative. Even if you want to write that down, stick it on a post-it note, stick it on your wall and say it to yourself every morning and every night before you leave the office. Um, tell yourself that regularly. And if you start saying, well, I'm just not, stop yourself, replace that thought, tear down the stronghold um, and, and mm. put something positive in there. Bram, brother, thank you for your time. Thanks for the conversation. Um, Man, I love hanging out with you, brother. I really do. Oh, me too. Um, Thank you. Soul filling. So, 
All right, my friends. Well, that does it for this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of it. Won't be long. In fact, probably with even the release of this episode, we will hit 100,000 downloads, which is just totally insane. Um, But thank you for listening. Thanks for being a part of the Kid Ministry Collective community. If you're not part of our Facebook group, come check it out. Um, we would love for you to join our group. Just answer all the questions in the membership. Uh, and we would love to have you be a part of our community together on Facebook. Um, so come check it out. So that's it for this episode. Stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.